0: It's Julio La Mescla. I ain't the blocks that we live in, boulevards in Wilmington. Ain't the jungles that we come from, lands of Cuccas land. Ain't the language that we lost, broken Spanish, not what? Ain't the slang in my speech, accent in every song. Ain't the sauce mom cooked, recipes by EBT. Ain't the boys behind bars building wealth illegally. Ain't the girls behind books trying to get a fourth degree. Ain't the music, ain't the food, ain't the love of family. I'm everything that's in my genes, my daddy's grip, my mama's dream. My history, indigenous morality from Elohim. Power from the J Stone, money from America. If you ask me what I am, I'm gonna say La Mezcla. Yeah, yeah. In the studio today. <laughs> <laughs> You're the, the ones telling me not to do that. Yeah, don't hit.
1: The, I think keep going. Yeah, keep, keep, keep rolling going. with that. I'll keep going. I'll keep going. <laughs> Julio is a freight broker by day and a flow spitter by night. <laughs> <laughs> so he does, he does music on the side, or does he do, el do brokering on the side? El W. So,
0: <laughs> we're going to get into all that. Freight and Flow. We're going to get into that. Yes, sir. And um, thanks for being here. Nah, man, thank you. Appreciate you, bro. For real. It's an honor to be here, man. I know we've been talking about it for a minute, yeah. a couple years maybe now. Yeah. But uh, it didn't seem right. I like to have a relationship with people, and uh, I finally think we there,
1: so... Yeah. yeah, you did say no a few times. Huh? I'm not,
0: it wasn't a no. It was more okay. like, man, I, I ain't trying to come through and like not have anything to say. <laughs> you know? I feel like now I have
1: things to say. So now I'm I'm, I'm proud to have a, a freight guru on here. Nah. Man. <laughs> nah, I'm just messing with you. Hell <laughs> nah. I don't know,
0: man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm i not trying to uh, be that person that tells you what it is. And, yeah. what you know, I just don't know that stuff, man. I just, <laughs> I just try to hustle best I can. In the most ethical way and uh you know i can't tell you what's gonna happen in the market
1: and you're learning as you go huh as well
0: exactly you know it's just it's a crazy it's a crazy industry man from all parts yeah i think i mean you, you fully understand you see all the different parties but just me as coming from the on the brokerage side i mean damn bro like you see everything from the truckers to the shippers clients brokers themselves you know yeah. they're, they're, it's dog eat dog world man
1: can you tell us a bit about your journey into both the world of music as a rapper and the freight brokerage industry how did these two paths interact in your life
0: um well first i'll start with music man because i think that's the reason we're really here I, you know i have a project out la mezcla and you know, that, that was one of the reasons I didn't feel comfortable coming in because I didn't have a project that I feel like we could, uh, you know, promote and talk about, but now that I do it, um, it makes it a lot easier for me. But as far as the arts and the trade, you know, I think they're all, um, we try to see them separately, but they really are together, you know, and as an artist and as a business person, you know, we, we sometimes – divide the two but they really are one with music it started as a young person man like just writing poetry and uh, you know really enjoying music as a kid everything that my mom was listening to from you know cumbia salsa to what people the young people were listening to hip hop and being around in Wilmington man you kind of get music food the people and then you see the whole industry there you know what I mean like the ports you know my pops he was a driver now he has a business himself and he focuses on you know flatbeds and stuff like that but um you know being around that yeah it kind of i, I don't know man looking back now it kind of makes sense right that i'm kind of a mix of all that and uh you know being around um just the poor the complex and it, it's kind of it's it's just there bro you can't avoid it and uh, in Wilmington, obviously, you're surrounded by industry, refineries, uh, rail, uh, the ports, the drivers, the warehousing terminals, and all that. And um, you know, I did it did fascinate me how crazy it lo- it seemed like a it's a world on its on its own. You know, so um, I always felt like it was an important industry, a por- important um, services provided by these drivers. And um, I felt like, as I got older, I'm like, man, I kind of want to be a part of that, and how I could uh, build something from that, and just music's always been a part of me, so it's all kind of come together. So,
1: you have other jobs before the the brokerage? Yeah,
0: I mean, I've always been in transportation logistics, man. I mean, shit. I mean, I started off as a as a tire repair person. Actually, I used to go into the ports and terminals and fixed tires I used to have my pickup with my compressor I was 18 19 hmm. and uh you know I found out man I'm too skinny for that yeah. I can't really I can't I can't handle the the hard labor man but I mean it doesn't matter right weight doesn't matter but I I, I kind of um avoid going to college because I didn't want to go to college I wanted to start my business at, at 18 <clears throat> so my pops and I we came up with the idea of starting a repair tire repair so i do that and since then i've worked like in corporate jobs i worked in government i've worked in uh customer service sales operations finance you know got my education um you know i have a master's in supply chain so really all of that you know i really i really took it serious man as far as the trade and um, it's, it's actually a dope trade because I feel it all. the industry really doesn't care about image, you know what I mean it, it really cares about you just getting it done you feel me, and I think I really gravitated to that, you know, I'm someone that that likes to see results and likes to see what you're actually doing and trying to do, rather than talk about it, you feel me, and I think in logistics you can't talk about it, you gotta be about it you feel me, so mm. that's that's kind of why i kind of gravitated to it you know because i easily could have gone into other industries perhaps maybe i should have you know given the the craziness of it all yeah. But you know i think regardless uh if i do go to any other industry the foundation that i have um of having that grit having that desire to uh, um you know succeed with quality service i mean it, it really could be you know uh, to any other industry and I, I wouldn't change it for anything and music is the same way it's like damn like everybody trying to be on music you know what I mean so it's like what are you doing are you really doing it or are you talking about it you feel me like um it goes hand in hand I think
1: so when did you take yourself serious like oh I'm gonna do because the rapper thing right the music thing. yeah when do you is there, like, a, a moment you know that that's what you're going to do? Like, the first recording or uh, the first event you went to. Like, uh-huh. When did you know that was going to be a thing for you?
0: Man, I think even as a young child, like kid, man, I was like, man, this I love this stuff, man. And I always write. I have books, booklets, and a bunch of paperwork, and always writing, writing, writing. And um, I think even in my early 20s, man, I was, I was very serious about it. You know, I'm doing stuff with it. But the thing is i don't think that my content and the things the subject matter that i was talking about was serious i don't think i was really being truthful to myself and and being real to myself and and my family and my friends so um it didn't align like yeah i was taking it serious but i was taking it serious of what i thought i needed to be you know what i mean if that mm-hmm. makes sense so yeah. um you know i was like doing a persona this, yeah like a persona and um i wasn't being honest to myself But i think i needed that chapter in life to really find myself and and mess around like okay like that's not really working like if you feel nervous because you feel you're saying the wrong thing then that that's not you 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 probably are yeah yeah yeah. you're you're probably not doing the right thing so um it finally you know you know getting married is was big bro like that that really gives you a foundation to be like you know what like you really can't fake it when you're married, bro. you got to be yourself. Otherwise, the marriage is not going to work. So, um, that helped me a lot. Um, so I'd say maybe the last five years, I really have found myself, my voice, as far as what I want to say and, and enjoying it too. Like I could be in front of anybody and everybody. And I feel like myself, you know what I mean? Like I could be in front of an executive. I could be in front of my mom. Mm -hmm. I could be in front of my nephews and, kids even like i'm saying what i feel is universal for me right and um i think that's uh where i i finally feel comfortable even being in front of you and just talking what
1: i have to say you mean like uh when you mentioned finding your voice you mean like literally like the tone of your voice or like (laughs) like peso pluma he has like a raspy Uh like uh, that's his style right would that be him finding his voice i you think he talks the way he sings or yeah, yeah is that what you meant There's a distinction between Mm -hmm. your speaking voice and your performing voice? I I think I
0: was talking metaphorically, Uh like speaking, you know, the things that I want to say, but also, you know, literally, you know what I mean? Because I think my voice has changed a little bit more and I feel more comfortable on what I can and can't do with my voice. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't have like a deep voice and I don't have like a super, like, I don't know, like, I think I have a distinct voice, bro, and I think uh, enjoying that and owning it was is a big thing you know sometimes when I was younger i try to make a deeper voice or talk yeah, a certain way yeah I feel you, man. And, I feel you, know, you. when yeah. I was in you know when I was in high school but then in yeah. my early 20s I try to talk I was rapping too like high pitched I think that's I don't right know. that's right yeah so I don't know man like but to me to be honest it's more about the having the voice of what you want to say I think I've always wanted to say what I have to say but like now I'm just kind of like you know let it be you know yeah.
1: Do you feel that some topics that you feel are more catered to than others, like the stuff that might really matter, is not popular and fictional stuff is? Mm. Like I, I shot X amount of people. I, <laughs> I had intercourse with with X amount of women. Mm-hmm. I got this. You don't. I'm better. You're not. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Is, I think uh, I think there's subject matter out there. It's just it's a matter of the listener of what they want to do. You know what I mean with themselves and what the music they're looking for. Like all the all the you know there's everything man out there. It's Mm -hmm. just a matter of the listener. You can't really put it on the artist. You know if the artist wants to talk about that, that's on them. You know, and if the artist wants to go deeper, that's on them too. But it's more so the listener. Like I think we we kind of put a lot of responsibility sometimes on on the artist. When the listener like they could fi- they could go out and find it, and then business is gonna gonna change and shift because the consumer is changing their, their desire. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's it's like with food. You feel me? Like there's you know there's McDonald's everywhere, and obviously there's corporations. But if you really want to eat differently, you could go and get something that's a little healthier or whatever. Um, but it takes a lot more effort. And I guess you could say that's where it's kind of it shouldn't be that way, but I mean, it is what it is, man. Like, if you want to listen to, you know, what you want to listen to, you got to go out there and look for it. You know, I, I love I love all types of artists. You know, artists that be talking that smack and artists that talk. You know, that their realness. But um, I I can't I can't knock them for trying to make a living off of their art. You feel me? Like it, you know, mm. it, it's really on the consumer to figure out what they're gonna support. Music is a is a is a weird art form for sure because um you know you can make a movie in your own head uh based on a song and the way they make
1: music videos in my head exactly so like this would be dope right here you know and
0: you know that comes to you know another thing you know i love film and i love movies and you know i've always thought myself of pursuing that later but i always end up writing and making music Mm. when i have the time to do something and um i i the reason that i enjoy so much is because i feel people have uh they almost have the power to create their own imagery of the song and it's like my my only real um goal or my real responsibility is to lay out a song and then let someone else take it in their head Mm -hmm. take away the whole um you know creation um manufacturing by a big company you know whether it be like a studio or whether it be, you know, filmmakers that have a big budget, you could take all that away and just listen to the music and, and close your eyes and create your own story. And I think that's why our music is so powerful is like everybody has their own, you know, movie of that song and uh, people really relate to it. And uh, when it comes to, like you said, like artists on the radio, like those songs are usually the ones that get really uh blown out because you feel like you're that person you know doing that song like mm-hmm. th- you know like Bessel Bluma, that the the uh Vella song you know you, f- mm-hmm. you every a, a guy you know can relate to that like damn like who's that mm-hmm. who's that girl like you know damn well you know let's let's get t- let's get to it you know what I mean, and you you almost forget that is um uh, you know Bessel Bluma, and the other fool uh, esa Plon, what is was his name the the band uh, the banda, whatever.
1: Slab, slab, slab,
0: Man, that's messed up, bro. Like that fool actually wrote the song and everything. <laughs> like, yeah, man. but it is what it is, you know. It's, you got to just keep going and and uh, hopefully, you know. I mean, he's they they done well for themselves too, so it's it's crazy. But yeah, I think that's a powerful thing about music. You could so just put yourself into it.
1: Balancing a career in music and. Did I cut you off there, bro? Nah. <laughs> I just I, thought about it. Like, I'm like, anyway, uh, balancing. Down, the... <laughs> I am like, yeah, yeah, bro. Uh, anyway, uh, balancing nah, a nah, career nah. in music and, and freight brokerage sounds challenging. How do you manage your time and find a balance between the two worlds?
0: You know it's crazy It's because it's not even that. It's, it's balancing um, family, too. Mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing because oh, so now we're juggling because yeah now you you know now you're doing everything like you want to do you want to be there i mean i'm a big i love my family and i'm i'm very involved in everything as far as my family and um you know sometimes when you have free time there's a birthday and you could be writing a song or you could do, be doing you know content for it it's figuring out you know scheduling yourself and really putting putting making it a not a chore, I say, but, like, something that you feel like you need. It's exercise. That's what it is. It's exercise, you know. Like, if you don't put yourself a few hours during the week that you're going to be doing something in regards to something, you're not going to do it. Uh, so really scheduling yourself, you know, whether it be going out to, to r- running or or exercise or, or whatever the thing you enjoy, really putting yourself in the position that you put it in your calendar, and then that kind of is blocked, and no one can mess with that because that's something that you really care about, and that's that should be enough. And I think having a supportive person like as my wife, um, she's really been helpful in that regard, and she understands that if I don't do that, if I don't block some time for music or for writing, then that really does affect me like emotionally, spiritually, even sometimes. Um, but learning how to do a balance, not every day has to be something that you have to be, you know you know cuz that's a double edged sword if you're always like you know doing that
1: you get like writer's block with 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 the writing as well and and what do you do in that occasion do you call it a day or, or you just uh force it mm. um like oh shit I, I this is the only time i i i blocked out this week so i need to make sure i get it down on paper but what if it's not there do you force it or do you just wait and...
0: i think um with you know it's interesting cuz i've been um you know, I'm in the process of starting to write again, you know, because I just finished the project and now I'm pushing it and, you know, now I got the itch to write again. But <clears throat> sometimes you don't even know what you want to talk about. So when I when that happens, man, I really do allow myself to be there in that moment and just the practice of writing um, kind of h- helps you um, build a stamina. And even though what you're putting out is not good, um, just having that exercise... It's gonna, it's gonna help you. You know what I mean. It's, it's gonna build like a buffer. Like, oh, I don't. Ha- I almost feel like your head is like dumping out shit that mm-hmm. doesn't need to be there anymore, and it's like you're just dumping it out. And you, as as the artist or or whatever, you're just allowing that to happen and not get frustrated with with the process of that.
1: And when you clean the line, it's like all, all the dirty shit is coming right. out and then it clears at the end.
0: Right. And then it refine, it, it becomes refined, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's, it's a matter of knowing, you know, what is truly who you are, but also truly what the emotion of, of what you're trying to express is. And that's, for la- that's later on in the process because sometimes you have a song and you forced it and you really like it and you really need someone there to be like, do you really feel that's what you're trying to do? And this is—are you really trying to? Are you really? Does this incap, cap, encapsulate what you're trying to provide with the song? And mm-hmm. the great thing is that I have, you know, my wife—that she she'll tell me, "Ace, hey, straight up, like, like I don't know, you know." And once once she gives me the "I don't know," I'm like, "Damn, I don't know." That's ah, not right. Sure. That's damn, not right. Nope. Damn,
1: damn. Because what if she has different taste?
0: No, but no, and that's not that's not what I'm saying is sometimes you don't as an artist you don't have the conviction right and you're you kind of um you're messing up because i have songs man like i feel like yeah this is dope and then i listen to them and i'm like i don't know man like this kind of seems forced and then someone else and knows who i am they're like mm. and then th- it's not that they're making the decision for you because at the end of the day you're the artist and you're gonna have to it. you're gate but you're gauging it and someone knows you for real not someone that's you know out in the street or mm. someone you know, um, someone that really knows
1: you. Yeah. Right. I wanna use validate, but not really. Right. Kind of like it's similar to getting the I validation. I think gauging gauging is the right Where word. It's like yeah. you're
0: you're gauging your your yeah. your, your energy with someone yeah. that knows your energy. Yeah. Like, cap and, cap that's cap. Yeah, and that's yeah. So, but sometimes it's not even about um you being fake. It's more like I think you're doing too much. Mm. You know what I mean? Simplify it. It's like When you see a dope car And it's like You start putting Like shit on it It's like bro What the fuck you doing Like it's already <laughs> dope You know sometimes It happens
1: Puta a lot Exactly
0: bro So sometimes You need that person to uh, like, Even my You know my producer Stilo mm-hmm. Like man He Man I love that guy bro the, the way that he moves He's very simple In his feedback okay. It's never like grano. The, it's, it's never like Oh this is whack It's more like I bro, I think you're overthinking. You're you you know listen to it in a couple days and and see what you think.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. And you know, and that happened to this a lot on this project, and I'm so thankful for that because Mm -hmm. um, you need that sometimes. Like you be doing the most, bro. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, yeah. I don't know what we're talking about, but well, you
1: said project keyword right there, and Mm -hmm. I have a question about that. So. Can you give us a sneak peek into what you've been working on in your music career as far as
0: A sneak peek? What do you mean?
1: Yeah, with the project, some more details of what went into that, why it's called that, uh, your favorite song on there, uh uh-huh. maybe spit your favorite verse. <laughs> um This question is all La Mescla related. Anything Yeah, you
0: got? so the project we just dropped is called La Mescla. Mm-hmm. You know, by myself Julio and produced by Stilo. Um it's a project that we've been working on maybe two years um, as far as writing process. And we really want to encapsulate um, just who we are, you know. He's, he's from Guatemala, bro. Like his family is, a family is um, Saldoreña, uh, for Guanacos, Chapines, you know, and uh, Central American, that that cumbia, that that bounce, that, that salsa. We really want to, you know, draw inspiration from that. And, um, you know, mix it with, you know, hip-hop sounds and shit that we listen to here in, in the, you know, in the U.S. You know, we're, we're kids from immigrants, so we just wanted to mix it up. And, you know, the content really is um, inspired by this book. Um, so it's called Stone. Man, I'm going to mess it up, man. It's sword, Stone, and Gold. And it pretty much is the history of Latin America and how it's come to be from different perspectives. And that really, that book really inspired me, bro. And and the content of that book made it into this project. And essentially, is um, it's me. You know, the the listener could could come up with what they think it is, but to me, it's like you can't, um, you can't give more than you are. You know what I mean? You you gotta give what who you are and yeah. allow that to be enough. So that that's what it is. You know, like I feel, um. You know, and the and this this is crazy. I'm 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 gonna get into it a little bit, but you know when the the Spanish came, uh, and they conquered, right? Uh, they didn't conquer, but they came over here to try to conquer. You know what I mean? Like they were really looking at uh trying to get gold, cause that's valuable to them. That was the most valuable thing. Yeah. That was like yo, that's what we want. And the natives are like yo, man, that's not even. That's not even what's popping here. Like we we like jade. We like these gemstones. This is what's important to us, mm-hmm. and this is what we could we'll give you. And um, in the book, like I learned that the the Spanish and the, they really didn't. They're like, yo, that's whack. We want gold, and you know, you know the na- the native uh, kings and stuff. They they actually gave them all the gold, and you know they almost like okay, that's if that's what you want you know what i mean but it, it, it suit and, yourself it, and yeah and but in doing that it's almost like you're allowing people to dictate what's valuable to you and dictate that in a way that what, it, what you find valuable is not valuable anymore just because someone else said it mm-hmm. and it's like nah bro if if something really is valuable to you don't allow someone else to tell you what's valuable and then you try to do that mm-hmm. to to give them that to satisfy that need to them you know what i mean like no this is what we it's like when you go you know your mom is like made you food and you're like no nah, i don't want that and then she goes out and gets you mcdonald's because that's what you wanted mm-hmm. but what's what was valuable to her was these beans and meat nutrition and yeah and like you know like no as as that parent you're like no you're gonna eat this because this i worked hard for this whether you think it's valuable or not this is what this is what you're gonna eat and i think that's as I uh, me as myself as a human being i told myself like i need to stop trying to be what everything everything is telling me that's valuable and just be valuable and according according to my standards and my principles you know what i mean and and, and learning how to build those standards and principles it, it it takes some like understanding of yourself and what's your weaknesses and strengths and all that and um
1: Because if you don't do it, others will choose it for you, They'll choose it for you, yeah. The next thing you know, you're just pleasing everyone else.
0: Exactly. So I think that's the revelation that I had with the book. And then I'm like, man, I am la mezcla. Like, I am a mixture of all these things. Mm -hmm. And allowing that to be true and real and manifest itself in in how I approach life and how I approach music. um, That's me providing you that jade, that rock, that stone. And not providing some false, um, you know, thing that I think you might think is valuable. You know what I mean? It's, it's. I am valuable. You know what I mean? You are valuable, and
1: and it'll also show that not everyone will see the value.
0: Right, and exactly, and it's like the the outsider be like, "Yo, well, that's whack, bro. Like, why are you, why are you doing that? Why are you doing music, or why are you like, that's not really success? Okay, but that's you." you know what I mean that's that's you and th- that that gives you a sometimes we got to refine of who who we're trying to be and who we're trying to be around and that's not to say you can't have feedback cuz you need to have feedback mm. but it's just like you know when it comes to really foundational things you can't really just put it out in the wind you know what I mean you got to have something to ground you so that that's mm-hmm. the mescal bro, that's what it is and i mean um maybe on 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 the, on the clip I I'll, I'll do a freestyle for you or something but Yeah 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 if you really want to listen to the project La Mezcla is on Spotify Apple just look up Julio Las Mezcla and um you'll see yeah. it
1: Can I put the, maybe I can put the link right on the description
0: Yeah 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 that'll work Exactly
1: you mentioned Perfect. success um I guess that's different depending on who you ask right in the traditional way that people uh consider a successful musician, right, when they got all the access to the stadiums, they got a big fan base, they're mm-hmm. worldwide, all that. Like, think of um, if you knew that that would never happen, would you still pursue it? Is C- it that much of a love you have for it?
0: Uh, yeah, bruh. Like, I'm performing in front of two to five people sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, open mics. You know, I'm I'm, I'm I'm performing after a comedian. I'm performing after some person doing poetry, you know, like, um
1: so that would be the cherry on top then if it happens it happens yeah but it's not something that because a lot of people get in it for the wrong reason like that's just all they see that's all they're focused on all yeah. they're focused on and i don't know if, how much of an impact that has on the on the value or the or the morals you know based on what they put into it yeah i mean everybody
0: has a purpose and they build their purpose and i can't say like oh how you're doing it is is the right or wrong but i'll say. Um, how my brain operates? I don't think I could operate that way, where I'm kind of uh, pursuing, um, the algorithm, where I'm pursuing, um, you know, a big, uh, I don't know, stadium. It, to me, bro, like, like, and that was when I was younger. I'm like, man, I want, I like to be, I like to be in, in the, I don't know. I, I guess I never thought myself as in those stages like that, but. Perhaps, like, being able to have the resources and the budget, you know, and not really thinking about the business side. But I think how I try to maneuver is, like, can I touch someone someone in in a way that it's real? Not just on on platforms such Mm -hmm. as digital. Um, I think that's my goal, bro. Like, being able to do, fuck, swap meets, do farmer's markets, uh, do, you know
1: contender those uh, meetings yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly it like, will be random yeah down.
0: N- bro like honestly man like it, that's where it gotta be bro because um I think music has become so um and this is more about just um like on social media it has it has I feel become almost like as an artist you feel like you just upload it and that's it and that's that's completing the cycle but to me it, man being right here in front of you uh, being in front of like two three people at a random open mic like that's where it's at mm-hmm. it, because um it just feels i even feel good afterwards bro like i'm like oh that feels nice like you I,
1: never feel nervous at first yeah well, not anymore
0: honestly bro i feel like i get more nervous when i'm when only a few people watching you i feel when there's a lot of more people it you get lost it balances out yeah it, like you get lost you, hmm. you just kind of people don't even notice you it's just like they just noticed the the music coming out of the speakers Mm. or whatever i don't know i don't know how
1: people do it i i i feel like i absorb energy too much is that my song weird Mm. but i could like i don't know how to explain it bro like if maybe it's in my head but if i feel certain people in the room Mm. don't fuck with me i really feel it Mm, yeah you know what i mean yeah and it fucks my and then it's something i've been become aware of but i don't know if as an artist, well, start, that happens to you, you know, you feel it, like... You winter. start...
0: You said, I'm not bad, bro. I'm, like, cutting you <laughs> off. Yeah, <laughs> time <do>. out, time <laughs> out.
1: <laughs> La mezcla de uh, palabras right now, de interrupciones. i bad, bro. Nah, go, ahead, go ahead. Nah. It's cool. I already lost my train of thought, bro. You, you, no, you, your cause mission is complete.
0: Because you said... Um, you said... That...
1: I asked if you get nervous still doing that. And you said that you feel it more when it's like a couple people focused on you versus the crowd because you get it balances out right yeah and then i made it about myself and that's when it all went downhill let's go back
0: Nah, but not going back to you (laughs) and 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 um i guess what i was trying to say as i was kind of cutting you off a little bit was
1: i didn't feel that but we're good
0: is you know when you start talking and then you hear yourself talking and you start like Oh, oh, bro, that's that's not. It happens when you're like on stage and you're making mm-hmm, music and mm-hmm. you're listening to what you're saying on the mic. That would happen a lot when I was younger. Like oh, when I was like saying shit, and mm-hmm. I'm like, like, are they vibing to this? You mean like, like right now, right? Like we could hear, right? But not. But what I'm saying is, you really have to have a conviction in what you're saying. And I I found out um when when. <sighs> when uh when you
1: felt like that you it wasn't authentic
0: it, yeah it wasn't authentic mm-hmm. and now I don't really i don't really have that nervousness because I feel myself I, I have a conviction and if I ever do feel nervous it's more so because I haven't memorized the music <laughs> you can know? you
1: say I have a conviction in a different way because it's too uh metaphorical for me you got another way of saying it
0: um conviction I have a trust in myself ah, got it uh, you know a trust and and what I'm saying is is actually um, me, or that sounds so whack? Like it's me. <laughs> that is me. That's, it's a me that, that's Julio. A, that, that, that's so whack. That's garbage, bro. Nah, but you know what I mean. Like
1: <laughs> that'd like, be a good intro every time you go. It's quiet. It's fucking quiet. I Me. It's a me Julio. <laughs> oh man, hell nah. Uh, Have you guys I, ever hear that, that, that happened here. It's using that line. That was my line.
0: That shit sounded. I thought that shit was garbage <laughs> but you know what i mean like you're you're not your own enemy in what you're saying
1: <laughs> hey yeah, yeah calm down, calm down. no se man no se no no sé hice esto on the topic of freight brokerage ah. what are some key observations you've made about the general state of the market from your perspective
0: general observations on the market Okay, next question. Cool. Uh, no, no, no. I, I go into it, man. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, man. Uh,
1: You could drop uh, that disclaimer because I, I know man. you didn't want to come across like the freight guru or nothing like that. So just throw your little disclaimer Yeah, yeah, there. yeah.
0: This is not to be taken as any advice at all. It's just my perspective. But right now the market, man, is is trash for everybody, you know. And it, it, it it's I think the I think sometimes um in logistics and transportation we feel that we are the world and we are the market of the world, and we are. But you know we we are servicers to what actually is happening, you know. Um, if that makes sense, It's like we're the byproduct of what's actually moving as far as transactions and financial transactions and you know uh, real estate uh people buying shit and, a mirror and, of everything and, yeah, that's yeah going we're the on. we're the mirror mm-hmm. we're not the we're the we're not the maker the, the makers of the market you know what i mean mm-hmm. we, uh, of the grand scale of the market and we're we are suffering uh i i feel i mean people talk about it on, on the you know national stage and like the the market's doing great and you know unemployment and all that but from what i see on my perspective it's kind of trash bro like um rates are going down which means you know there, there really isn't demand for 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 truck driving and carriers and and obviously that squeezes everybody you see all these uh, big brokerages you know laying off people uh 3pl technology companies that are suffering because you know their clients whether it be the shipper side or whether it be the trucking side the ocean carrier side you know they're they're staying afloat they're trying to stay afloat And you know myself, man. I'm just trying to figure out how I could add value in that. But it really is a cutthroat industry, man. You know, people do say it's all about relationships, but relationships up to a point. You feel Mm. me? Like it's up to a point. Once once that price starts going down, man, they start. You know, this loyalty is real, and that's that's real, bro. That's business. And and given the the market is saturated, and and there's so many players in it, and there's players that are big boys that they could actually you know take losses just to capture market i mean that causes a lot of issues with people that are making a living you know as owner operators on the trucking on the broker side you know there there's people look at brokers like sometimes as like these big behemoths but some of them are small mom and pops you know and, and they only have so, so many clients so when one goes away that's a big portion of their portfolio you know and um you know they suffer as well and um You know, there's a lot of bad actors that give a bad name, and and it sucks, man, because I I really do enjoy um, the industry working with, like, an owner-operator and, you know, knowing them personally on the business-wise, and they're just one of the hardest-working people, you feel me? And not just that, they're very smart on, on like, very just just very logical on how they maneuver stuff, you know, Um, what's real. and, and, And there's nothing more real than having cargo in the back of your truck you know what I mean? That could potentially, you know, kill you if there's an accident, or kill others, and that's real, and that's a dope way to make money, I guess, because it's actually a real thing. You know, if mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, it's, I'm not saying it's dope, you know, that the risk, but I'm saying is, it's um
1: the importance and and it, how it should be taken, right? You right, should, right, it, yeah. It, the it's responsibility, some, the responsibility,
0: the responsibility, that, and and you know, yeah, a pickup and a delivery. It, it's it happens so much that we almost take it for granted but it's it's actually a satisfying feeling when you work with an older operators you know they picked up and delivered a load and and went about their business transaction went well and you know let's keep it moving and um it's it's such a real it's like almost like picking fruit from a tree it's it's almost that real like the labor of it and the satisfaction of that's an actual thing it's not some like random nft or something digital, you know, and I think that's ninety
1: five percent of them are worth zero now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but what I'm yeah exactly. So it's crazy. Um, just you know, people that are that are in the industry, you know, I think if I would have to forecast, I don't think it's gonna get any better until perhaps next year, you know, after the elections. You know what I mean? Or even you know start start seeing some type of trend upward after the elections.
1: A lot of people are losing their trucks. That's crazy. Like a lot of people are selling them. I mean, a lot of
0: it's everybody was getting into the market, you know, not, to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happens.
1: When you get in it when it's good, huh? You think it's going to be good forever. Yeah. So right now I guess you think it'll weed out like the real ones or or there are real ones that are going to unfortunately get be affected adversely by this. I like, think a little bit of everything, right? No,
0: I think uh yeah, I think it's going to be just a mix of everything and even people that were um, wise in their finances and their budgeting with their business, even them are probably going to be like, yo, like, nah, you know? Because it's like that capital could be used for something else, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You could potentially start something else that isn't as capital. And I'm talking about on the carrier side. Mm -hmm. On the brokerage side, I mean, it doesn't cost that much. It's more about having those relationships. And eventually those clients that left or that didn't have any business are going to come back to you and then you know that's the thing you you really don't have um uh a a big uh expensive like entry to the market but um as a broker as a broker Uh right but 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 even then like you know the thing about broker is like you depend on the transactions to happen and if they're not happening you're not making money Mm you know with the trucker you you do have you do have the uh, capability to go as slow as you want and that's a bad thing right because you're you're messing up the market in a way but you do have that uh, ability to do that or you're losing money just to keep the wheels turning and pay at least the bills um but even the most capable and wise Carriers are going to be affected. Maybe not shut down, but they're going to have to, you know, close off some of their, you know, potential it downsize. downsize, you know, or, or or any any strategy that they had to um, build out some of their their um, whether it be warehousing or yards or whatever. That's not going to happen. It's going to be back to square one type of thing.
1: But on a, on a positive note for you as a broker, like that's uh, when when the okay maybe not a positive note, but. <clears throat> when it's slow for an owner up like they're fucked because the expenses still keep you still owe that insurance mm-hmm. payment all, all the the fixed cost that's true right that's true um but as a broker the only thing that stops coming in is the the profits the off income, of right. your transactions right sure the long true. story short is less overhead as a broker right right less risk or is it uh, nah,
0: bro. I never say. I never say it's more. Uh, it's always more risky in my opinion to be a driver. Even, if, yeah, especially right? if you're a driver mm. uh, or someone that has assets like that. Uh, just because, I mean, you're dealing with something that's on the freeway. You know, mm-hmm. take take. I mm-hmm. mean, you're on the freeway, bro. Like that's risky enough. You know, whether you are the driver or you're mm-hmm. the desp- dispatcher of the driver, that's always more risky. But what I'm saying is that you do have the capability to go so competitive. It, because people forget that the broker they need a driver or they need you know they need that to um, to provide a service and if drivers are undercutting themselves they that even though that's a, maybe a bad thing they they have the, they have the control of that whereas a broker I mean if the drivers aren't gonna not gonna go below a certain point they're not gonna go below that certain point and you can't capture any service going lower than that.
1: Is it affecting you guys that a lot of the carriers are creating their own like brokerage divisions like as an extension like um Does I mean I up, think up, I that? think
0: that's always kind of been around you know yeah. um but yeah obviously you're, then you start competing with the carrier you know but then you know the, the real the real thing that's I think that where the brokers are, ha- are having issues with and I I don't know this is I don't know but I assume that you know carriers are going straight to the shipper Mm-hmm. And then the shipper is just going to give them whatever peanuts that they have. And the driver is going to be okay with that because at least they have that direct line. And, you know, that's cool. Um, that's why I don't really deal with a lot of port stuff because it's just like everybody's racing to the bottom. You feel me? Like everybody knows which you warehouse. You think
1: this market is the yeah, one that's yeah. the worst when it comes to that?
0: Uh, LA, for sure. With like, the drainage side? Yeah, things? I mean, for sure. That's why I don't do it because yeah. it's like I don't, I don't want to... I don't want the drivers to be upset with me, and I don't want the client to be upset with me because it's like they're like, "Oh, why am I getting?" Paid? It's like y'all already know where you're all going. You don't need me to add any value to that. I mean, obviously, I I can to special loads and stuff like that, but if if it's like eventually you're gonna link up with the you're with the warehouse, and I'm just gonna you know be like, why? You know, but it's like, duh, bro. They live, like, right there. They they could go straight to him. (laughs) Mm. It's like, so I'd rather deal with stuff that's a little bit more complex than that. That way, I'm actually adding value. I'm not so easily uh, abandoned, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and cut off, you know. And I'm actually adding something to the chain, to the supply chain, you know.
1: Is there anything you can do to protect yourself, though? Like an NDA or something or, like, non-compete agreement? Man, you know know how... going through all that extra shit.
0: Yeah, you know how this shit is bro like yeah you could have all that but there's always some you know something so it's like you know like and then you
1: sue them that's
0: why you don't pay i I don't know man i just not worth the energy yeah it's not worth the energy man like i I ain't trying to play myself obviously if there's a client that needs a certain service and requirements and that's where you add value and -hmm. then you know you have a good relationship with the carriers you know and and that's uh that's very important you know
1: in which category do you think the, the, the carriers tend to be more cutthroat, a little more, uh, you know, more savage with it to compete for that lane or for that, that batch of loads?
0: I think anything that's regional.
1: Regional? Yeah,
0: anything that's like, you know, Phoenix, Vegas. Can,
1: can you share one short experience, like a crazy experience with the brokerage?
0: Um, in regards to? A crazy
1: story, just something that stuck with you? crazy uh, carrier, some, I don't know, man, something, something for the audience, something for entertain the, them. Something for the audience.
0: Man. Uh, there's this one time that I, man, it was a long time ago, but <clears throat> where shipments get mixed up, you know, where my trucker is supposed to pick up a load and they were actually given a different load. And then that load that they had had to go, let's say, I forgot which state, but let's say they had to go to Wyoming and the driver was heading to Texas, you know, and there it was a whole thing, you know, and it, it wasn't anybody's fault besides the warehouse that let the shipment go. They, they had the same type of P.O. or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had to coordinate with another trucking company on how to, like, you know, switch the drivers, and that was like a whole thing. And how did that go? It, I ended up, you know, fine at the end. Like we, I think, uh, what happened was we just what we ended up doing was the drive. The good thing was that the driver was open to going to where it had to go. We the right so, price. so so sell for the right price, obviously, and the the warehouse they had to pay up.
1: Um, Ooh, okay. He uh, made a good uh, rate per mile on yeah, that one. You
0: know, yeah, they're they're happy. You know, money talks in, yeah. in, in industry, and the good thing was that you know that's the good thing. Like, you know, once the money is there, you know, a driver's gonna go. Mm-hmm. They're gonna do it. You know, Um so I guess that's a good way to fix things, right? But yeah, that was good. But um yeah, that that has to, the a warehouse. They have a lot of control on what's how things get done because sometimes uh you know you put the wrong pallet in the wrong shipment and then the receiver finds it Mm -hmm. uh then you got to deal with that and so the good thing is that with myself like if something happens i I try to be as as um involved you know you know obviously that wasn't that was a warehouse issue but you still need to provide a service and solutions and had to communicate with different parties that weren't part of the initial deal but it's just having responsibility and having the uh, integrity um, of it all, and then you know, drive, drivers that are more, um, ¿Cómo se dicen? Nobles, you know, like understandable, mm-hmm. and obviously they get effed up all the time, and people mm-hmm. th- they lie to them. I mean, people lie to me all the time too, um, but I think when people see that you're, in t- you're you have ethics, you know, when you ask something, they're not like why. They're like, okay, let's see how we could do it, you know? Right, mm-hmm. but that takes time to build.
1: Yeah, shit happens. In uh, one occasion, uh, uh, Ricky's transport, they came and they shared a story that uh, one of their drivers, I believe, went to. <laughs> he went to the warehouse. He dropped the container, uh-huh. the load, right? Then he, he did his rounds, and then later on went, and since he already knew that's the one he dropped. He's like, fuck it, that's an empty. Mm-hmm. He went straight to it. Oh, shit. And returned it to the terminal like uh, an empty. Oh, man. That shit ended up in a whole other fucking country. Oh, bro. my
0: God, bro. <laughs> you see, that's crazy. That's the
1: load. Oh, that load went on two trips. Oh, fuck. that's. Cr- but, I mean, yeah. So shit it, it was a light load, obviously. So he couldn't tell the difference. That's why your did.
0: pre-trips is very important, man. Yeah. Pre-trips are very important. <laughs> you got to check, man. You got to check your, your tires. You know, make sure
1: you're sealed. So we went through this already, right? Like you don't consider yourself a freight guru, but nah, hang what, on, nah. Maybe, no. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, what are some lessons or advice that you can share with the audience that might be interested in? That might be crazy enough to want to try this shit right now. So, what advice I'd give them?
0: Yeah. Um. Never take anything personal. Do not take things personal. Um, number one. Um, number two. There's they're always coming back. If you have a service that you provide and, and you're the expert, they're gonna come back eventually. If the price is not right, they'll come back. But but it'll take time, and um, you know have have a thick skin. I guess that goes to to, to personal. Um, and also just just man be have integrity man have have integrity i'd I'd say you know like whether whether it makes you money or not it's it's to have the peace of mind that you worked Mm -hmm. and with uh, in good faith and you did all you could um just allow that to be a a north star for you you know what i mean because you you go out and, and doing some goofy stuff you know it's like i don't know man i mean that's to me you know like i Mm -hmm. just um try to you know be have integrity and when you talk be be don't say a lot you know don't say a lot you know what i mean try to listen more than you say Mm -hmm. more than you talk i think think it comes my
1: corny input uh, that's why we got two Mm -hmm. years yeah no
0: we gotta listen that's facts (laughs) though
1: Is there a thin? Uh, there's a thin line between uh, the transparency. How transparent can you be, or is there even a need to be transparent? Because some people want to build that trust relationship by saying, "Look, this is how you know I'm not fucking you, bro. Look, I got this much on the load. I'm gonna give you this much. Is that a, is that a red flag? Like, don't do that." Or? I
0: I don't think you need to do that, man. Because at the end of the day, people don't have to know what you're making, and and you don't know what they're making. It, it's more so like, um are you being fair on what the market is you know what i mean and um you could analyze that you know what the market is you know what i mean it's not like it's like you going to walmart bro and you're gonna go tell the person like you know how much you're making and how much walmart's making like like they people know like you don't have to put that in the, their face so it's just is it fair to you do you feel it's a fair price mm-hmm. and if it is and take it and if it's not then it's not and that's talking more on the carrier side, you know, like, because I don't know how much the shippers making or the, uh, I don't know how much they're making. I'm not going to go ask them, how much are you making, you know? Oh, that's never You're, a thing? No, no, no. They, not, they not. never share? No, nah, hell no. Not a single one. They has... do They do say, oh, you know, we're, we're taking a lot. But, I mean, I have clients that I do trust mm-hmm. um, and, you know, that are very price sensitive, I'd say. But, I, you know, at the end of the day, if the economics don't work, they don't work. You could you could you could sell, you could talk about I mean you could talk about price all you want but it's like you know the market is always going to change man the market's always going to change and then they're gonna come back and they're gonna say well this was what you're paying me and this is what you're getting paid I'm like it almost puts you in a position to 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 always backtrack or like no you just, I don't think you need to say the number I think you just have to you know this is the reality of it and okay. this is what's going on. And, um,
1: yeah, because, I don't know. And you did your work to, to, to gain that, that shipper, right? And that's why you get your cut. Right? Yeah. And if people want to reap the whole reward, then go hunt yourself for the shippers. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. And the thing is, it's not... The
0: thing that I think people don't understand is that the, the reason there's broker is because they have a larger network than than you can um as a carrier because the carrier could only do so much, you know, as far as their focus, right? Yeah. You know, as that's what the broker does, you know, it's like they, they have um obviously the best brokers I feel have a focus, but they have a larger, you know, set of carriers that they could talk to and more availability and stuff like that. But um that's where the that's where the value is added. Um but, yeah man as far as transparency with clients man it's sometimes i feel like people know what it is but they still want to know and that's not being transparent that's just you being you know metiche nosy. you know dramatic you know what i mean yeah. like you know what it is bro like a client you know what it is you know you, you know how long it takes to get from here to here and it's like you got to be checking in all the time i get that but it's like sometimes they'll they'll do it almost to um to because if if there's no trust there then they'll see like can i trust this person Mm -hmm. and with me i'm like look i'm telling you this because this is i can't give you a clear cut answer because this industry is not clear cut there's always going to be a change in stuff you know and i could give you an estimate i could give you an idea you know with a range and then you know we could figure out where's the where's the right um whether it be the right um cost or transit time but it's it's hard it's hard to be doing promises and then you end up looking bad and it's like it's they almost want a reason to like point fingers
1: what, what do you look for in in carrier to work with them or you just work with any carrier that wants to work
0: hell nah i, I look for people that are you know you could tell like you just, i don't know you could just tell man it's like the energy when they call or the way they
1: communicate or the energy not only them are in person right you know
0: well me i'm 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 dealing with a lot of spot market stuff so you know like Mm. you know transactions that are one-offs so i do deal with a lot of different personalities but i say if they follow the rules and what i wrote on what i need and they did exactly what i asked to me that's like a big a big uh green flag okay you know and then uh where they're not withholding information from me uh that's needed that's that's crazy huh it's crazy to even say that right because there's a lot of actors out there that they won't give you the 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 information that they're supposed to give you Mm. you know and uh that's a big red flag and it's like i'd rather not work with them
1: do people lie about the number of trucks they have to gain your? Oh, bro. come rela- on. Yeah. How Hell do you, yeah, do you? How, do you guys look into that or do you? Take- I think,
0: I, I think, and I think that's where brokers get a bad name, is because the good brokers they actually tell you for what it is, but the ones that are out there doing, you know, scamming, double brokering, and mm-hmm. you know, all that. That's that's something that we can't we can't. Um, we can't. It's not a responsibility, I feel. It's like the government has to do something about that. That shit's crazy, bro, that that happens, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's crazy, man. I, I don't understand how there isn't legislation or a lot, because that's, that's also a security risk where you could be moving stuff around the country and you don't even have assets and you're not even in the country. You're somewhere else. Man, like, imagine like, yo, that's crazy, you know what I mean? So that's, that's a big not not just business wise but like security risk you know
1: what i mean if you had to describe your journey in music and freight brokerage using a rap verse Mm -hmm. what would it sound like if i had to what if you had to describe your journey Uh in music and 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 freight brokerage yeah what, what would with rappers how would it sound
0: Man, I don't know how did that sound.
1: Describe that mezcal.
0: But I, I, think I, I give it a, uh, what name I'd give it. Um, the song, its name would be. Uh.
1: That's the best I can do.
0: I'll be pushing weight or pulling weight.
1: <laughs> the best. That's the best I can do.
0: Yeah, that's the best I could do. <laughs> that's the best I could do. How much? I'll take it or leave it. How much? <laughs> how much? Take it or leave it. How much, bro? What's what's uh what's PP? Is, is
1: that annoying to you guys when uh when you you're in music and people just summon you like, like we'll throw a rap verse right now. Um, nah. Does, does that get annoying? Nah, it doesn't. Uh, I think it's then, dope. Then why didn't you rap right. for us? Because I kind of added that in the question. It said um man, cause I, you want me to freestyle. I, I don't really freestyle like you had the... to describe your journey in music <laughs> and freight brokerage using a rap verse.
0: I need a beat or something.
1: What would it sound like?
0: I don't know, man. It'd be
1: a beat. I didn't see if I can find a beat.
0: Man, see. putting me on the spot. Beat a beat. Mm, mm.
1: Oh shit! I just put beats on YouTube and <laughs> this came, this came up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Pushing weight, uh. Uh-huh getting paid uh flowing freight uh do my
1: thing uh it's taking so long to get to the right
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: yo check it uh, uh that's it man <laughs> there you have it <laughs> that's guys. all you're getting there you have it there you have it but um nah man we could definitely do um I Guess maybe add into it. I could do like a yeah, sorry about a that. verse or got,
1: something. Got you off guard there, definitely yeah, got yeah, me off yeah. guard. I will edit that out. Don't trip.
0: I do enjoy freestyling, man. Like, I just think freestyling is more like kicking it at the park mm-hmm. and rapping, you know, with your homie. Yeah,
1: it's like art, right? And, like, when mm-hmm. you got the abstract painting, you just throw shit, right, right? And, and it has, it a has good, to be fun, good. yeah, yeah, and then like the what's that guy's name the bob ross style yeah Uh, now that takes more time and some thought into where you're gonna put the the tree exactly yeah so
0: nah man it's uh there's different ways to to express yourself and and you really have to have fun when you want to
1: freestyle and when you're making a song you really want to you know lock in and ideally pick the beat yourself not some random like yeah yeah sorry bro i've never had a a rapper on here
0: so artist, not and i think man like you doing this is dope because i think it will open up the door for you to interview people not just as uh, on their business side but what they actually enjoy
1: yeah like they have a life too exactly right? and we yeah. get
0: we get lost in that man mm-hmm. and i think that's what i stand for is like you know life is a balance and i think that's the most success that you could ever have having the balance in different things and um you know we you get a lot of people that come in and they're like i'm not saying here but i'm saying like in life Mm -hmm. like this is what i do and i'm like yeah bro but what what do you do like and how do you know what do you stand for and what do you enjoy you know and and that to me is a lot more interesting Mm because at the end of the day bro like we're all artists we all have something that we could provide for ourselves and for our families um on the art side And, and that actually gives like a real reason to do the trade and and do the business side the transactions. You
1: know what I mean? so is that a bad like a, you would say that's a stereotype what i just did that that, that shit i did right now assuming uh-huh. that because people do music that they can all just freestyle that's right that's is that like a no nah. what is that word i'm looking for assumptions um, assumption yeah nah i mean there's, there's different I, types I'm, of art then and, and within that demographic right no
0: nah, i enjoy i enjoy freestyling and i enjoy making music like off the cuff um but I think the energy has to be there to do that. And um, it's like with any artist, like there's artists that could, bro, they, they have a guitar and they be going, they be riffing.
1: yeah. And
0: then I have some other, other people that they're like, yo, I can't, I need to think and then do my mm-hmm. riff. Yeah. It, I just, just want
1: to clarify it. I didn't, didn't want to put you on the spot in a way that whatever metrics are used in, in in the artist world you know and nah. not if that would uh, uh, affect your uh, hell your nah. artist image <laughs> hell no. Nah. Nah. my boy just came up here and said uh uh and that was it he didn't it. give us no more
0: No, no. if you want if you want to listen to the music go to <laughs> right. listen to La Mescla that's right. that put a lot of thought into it and uh you know we'll do a freestyle um next time I guess
1: oh I wanted to bring up that that video I sent you because uh-huh. uh it's random it probably doesn't even go with it has a lot to do with with music and uh, wasn't that crazy? The Serge Tankian or however you pronounce his name, the lead singer of uh, Oh yeah, System of yeah, the yeah. Down, when mm-hmm. they had that write block, writer's block. Yeah, button. crazy, huh? Yeah. So uh, in that song, uh, System
0: of the Down, yeah, it, it, on, what on that what's the song,
1: the f- Chop Suey or something?
0: Uh, Chop Suey, Chop Suey. So that bri- bridge part is yeah. when he, when they uh, he added. That bridge part, he didn't have lyrics to it. So then uh, Rick Rubin, which mm-hmm. was the producer, told him, hey, you know, just pick a book, any book, and just read off what what it's saying. Just
1: that first uh, yeah, word or and, sentence? And,
0: and, yeah, first, whatever. Mm-hmm. The concept the first
1: is the sentence, that's sentence. the one. Okay. And,
0: and, and then he pretty much Ooh. just read it, and then it went to the music, and then yeah. it is what it is, and it's pretty epic.
1: So that part there is like, that's how spontaneous it was, and it's beautiful. How yeah. sometimes you can't force things. So that part is this part. And to think how it came to be is like what the fuck sometimes we we put too much pressure on perfecting something exactly and, and it just i don't know bro like
0: having structure is very important and being organized and all that but that thing that you can't describe it needs to have its own life and and spotlight and uh especially with music like sometimes you get so caught up in the imagery or whatever you're trying to say but you just need that little uh you know and that's but what what makes are it... the
1: odds bro that he was there at that place in time and he got the call and got told to do that and he chose that book and he opened it to that page and read that sentence and millions of people relate to that fucking part of the song
0: yeah but would it would it would it be would it still be special if mm-hmm. no one listened to it no no I mean, if he did the, everything, that's mm-hmm. how he did it. And I didn't he did it never
1: made it out. And
0: it never made it out. And we never knew that still...
1: story. Yeah. Why well, can't deny that I still like that part? But knowing the uniqueness of it makes it love makes me love it that much more. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Oh, mm, maybe maybe most would take it for granted. I don't know. But because cool. there's
0: there's a lot of shit out there that's beautiful, but we just don't have the capacity mm-hmm. to listen to it. know what the hell we're talking about right
1: now bro yeah this is the part at the end that i told you what happens (laughs) yeah people be yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. oh huh yeah okay all right well there's our cue right there right there bro if you got um okay here we go so where can they learn more about julio
0: yes uh first my website truest of the colors truest of the colors.com um truest of the colors pretty much just means you know just be you be your own color Paint the world with that, and uh, it's more like a gallery of my stuff that I've done throughout the years. And uh, you'll find my album there. Um, you know, Instagram. You put you put it on the I guess the links or whatever at Play Julio Next. Um, but yeah, I'm on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Um, you could buy the CD, the physical copy. Um, you know just go through my uh instagram you'll you'll see the links to that and uh i have some merch you know la mescla but really man i just want people to enjoy themselves listening to this uh project and really find themselves as far as what's valuable to them and holding on to that and being real with themselves so
1: um uh, what's your favorite track on there if if i look one up can i can you hear it right now yeah uh, it's available right I, yes Maybe it's available I can put it here huh? yeah yeah that'll be uh, a, that'll be our outro ¿Cómo se llama? Lo voy a buscar en YouTube, wey. Uh play
0: play viva. It's for my Latinos, man. Viva. Letty. Letty. When I say Spanish. Spanish. proud of my roots Bouncing my
1: feet good
0: Two from the street bouncing my no se malita cocina hey bomba de cuba hey Yes, sir. La Mezcla out now. Spotify, Apple, YouTube. All
1: right, all right, all, all that. right, all right. All right, man. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Radio Containeros. Today we, <laughs> we have Julio live in the studio. And see you guys on the next episode of the Containeros podcast. And we're out.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you.